Welcome to Day Zero Update for September 6, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Sologi. I'm John Yelenic. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Jan Reb Victoria. And yeah, we're uh, back here once again. Uh, another week where we said uh, certain things might not happen, and they happened anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were talking about Nintendo maybe not having other stuff for the rest of the year, and they proved us slightly wrong. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, with their so. new direct that they they announced the same day it happens, which I'm kind of getting annoyed by that uh, a little bit. Uh, but hey, two weeks in a row with uh, some sort of direct uh, is not too bad for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, we got NVIDIA released their, or revealed their new line of GPUs that uh, kind of gets uh, everybody on the same page as far as uh, some of the stuff that uh, Sony and Microsoft are doing with their new consoles. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be nice to talk a bit about. Uh, we got, uh, let's see, EA's back at it again. Uh, we got a surprise new anime series that's coming. Yeah, for a franchise that is somehow getting a bit of a renaissance, even though the more recent installment was... Not that great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we got another update for the Lab Zero stuff we talked about last week. Yeah. The uh, uh, the awfulness just keeps going. Yeah. So uh, we'll get back to uh, the news for this week, but we will be uh, talking about what we've been doing this week. I'll get, get it started on that. Uh been playing more Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, which I'm just really enjoying. Uh, to the point of kind of trying to do as much as I can in each of the levels uh, before moving on to the next. So I think at this point where I'm at, it's uh, kind of getting tighter as far as uh, how much I need to unlock the next one, but uh, I'm getting there. Uh, so I still keep playing with just Tony Hawk. Uh, haven't even made my own character just yet uh, for the weirdness that that offers, but because uh, a lot of the, the the shirts and such that you can buy are, I think, just for that. Uh, otherwise, I'd have Tony Hawk in a bucket hat uh, right away. Mm. Uh, just to make it sure it's as 90s as possible. But uh, they've done a lot of good job uh, here upgrading these different maps. The the mall map, uh, where it's kind of like one general course, uh, is just kind of uh, been abandoned, graffitied and all that kind of stuff. So that's... Mm. Uh, uh, a pretty nice touch on a lot of that stuff uh, that just helps upgrade it uh, a bit instead of just bringing the pure original game back. Some stuff like that. I haven't gotten to Tonyx Pro Skater 2 or even trying uh, some of the other stuff that's in there, the multiplayer and all that. Because uh, they've got that, and those are, seems like, some of the harder uh, trophies that are in the game is hmm. doing stuff in the multiplayer stuff. Uh, and getting your uh, creative player stuff out there, uh, or create a park stuff in there. Uh, but yeah, enjoying that a lot, and obviously the the soundtrack is very much evocative of uh, all the original songs they had in those games, for the most part, uh, as mm-hmm. well as some new stuff that fits it uh, pretty well. Uh, so yeah, that's just been, been one of the better things I've been doing uh, this weekend, and uh, also been playing Control on PC, the Ultimate Edition. Oh yeah, uh, got that uh, on sale from Fanatical for about twenty-seven bucks, uh, which I think is less than I paid for the base game on console. 
So I was like, all right, I'll do that, and I'll avoid their complete mess of their upgrade stuff for the consoles. Um, been enjoying that. I'm still pretty early. I just got to the first control point. Uh, they put out an update the other day that broke the ability for it to save changes in the settings. So for whatever reason, it's set to... You can uh, set it to Xbox or PlayStation buttons for the controls. Uh, except not anymore. Whatever you picked is the one that's stuck there, even if you change it. Uh, so that's kind of annoying. Uh, and I think it affects other parts of the setting stuff too. So hopefully you uh, either don't delete your settings uh, or don't have them set. Uh, do stuff that maybe doesn't work well for you because it seems like for the time being until they get that fixed, uh, that is the the big issue. But uh, playing this with uh, ray tracing support and all that uh, works pretty well. A lot of the glass uh, that is in the uh, the building as you're walking around this early stuff uh, looks really nice to the point where I've been tricked by... The, the reflections show me it's like, oh, there's something over here. No, it's on. It's from behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff. Just dealing with uh, weird reflections that I don't expect to be there. But yeah, that's yep. been a lot of fun uh, still as I kind of get back into it. And uh, also been still messing with RetroArch. Uh, got uh, a few more libraries of console stuff in there that uh, I've been wanting to check out and playing uh, a couple things here and there. Uh, especially some old Maddens. Uh played uh Madden ninety five, I think. That could be the last one last year that the Browns were in for that uh run of uh consoles. Uh and that was uh enjoying that, but uh I accidentally set it to full time. So by the end of the first quarter it was like thirty five, thirty one. Uh so I was like, Oh, this I've done bad things as far as the time is here, but uh, that was still pretty nice. Then I played Madden on the 64, uh, which is bad. Mm-hmm. At least adapting the controls to uh, regular controllers because they yeah. use the C sticks or the the C buttons, uh, which are automatically mapped to the right stick. So I need to figure that out. But beyond that, it just does not play well uh, as early early 3D uh, football games. Uh, some of those don't. I think it's just partly... And the weird thing is everybody looks like a, a line, uh, like a offensive lineman. Even like your quarterback or running backs or whatever that don't actually look like that. So that's... Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a weird uh, looking game uh, as well. But it has some uh, audio stuff and all that. So it has some neat stuff there. But uh, I also played... Was it FIFA 98's Road to the World Cup? Which is a notable FIFA game because it has indoor soccer in it as well. Uh, I think it's just in the like scrimmage matches, but uh, you can play like indoor soccer so you can hit the ball around, bounce it off of walls, all that kind of stuff. And I think I won that match like 7-1, to one, so uh, I could probably turn it up the difficulty, but it's uh, kind of what I wanted for a quick match with some of that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's been fun to kind of dive into and check out a little bit here. Uh, and I think Super Mario 64 was one I played the other day. Uh, Cause I wanted to check it out and see like how, how it still controls, uh, which was uh, uh, nice that this uh, direct happened uh, a few days later. So uh, that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, John? 
Yeah, so uh, pretty much I, uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And uh, yeah, I mean, just like you, I'm uh, I'm really loving it so far. Um, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with like the single player stuff. It's really just refreshing to like, well, so uh, growing up, like I, w- I was into skateboarding games, but I was more into like, you know, like skate, like skate one, two and three, more kind of like the sim- uh, more of like, uh, I-, I guess those could be more described as like skate. Uh, like skate sims while like mm-hmm. uh, the tony while the tony hawk series was you know more traditional like arcade it was more like arcade inspired action like you know like basically you got like tony hawk and like all these other famous skaters and like your own created skaters doing tricks where they're jumping like you know like 20 feet in the air or like you know just jumping like even like five feet <laughs> off of the ground just like yeah um, yeah like flat off the ground but uh yeah yeah definitely though uh playing this uh feels like i mean obviously it's been a while since we've had like a big skateboarding game out he like out like i think that was it skate 3 came out in like 2010 and then the tony hawk series up until now hasn't really been like what it used to be uh like like uh was i'm pretty sure that like pro skater 5 was like which was the last game before uh the uh one and two uh i'm pretty sure pro skater 5 was like panned when it came out uh but yeah, yeah and then obviously years ago still yeah 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 and then um i mean i mean like we, we had like skater xl or earlier this year too uh, i still need to check that out as well but um yeah it's it's a breath of fresh air not only to get like a good skateboarding game but also uh to get a sports game that isn't particularly focused on being a simulator just you know like i like i love sports games as much as the next person like i like 2k i like madden and all that but also, like, you know, I kind of wish that those games had, like, offered a bit more. It, like, I kind of wish that those games had similar offerings to how, uh, similar offerings to the installments uh, from, like, the mid-2000s, you know? Like, like I really enjoy, like, the Madden career modes where, like, you, where, like, you get to make decisions that honestly don't even really impact, like, how the game plays at all. It's, like, um... Uh, like you know getting to sign like movie deals and like uh shit like that um like and and also just like i mean the way that those games play are is uh so different compared to like nowadays just because i mean nowadays i feel like a lot a lot of those games are more focused on being you know uh simulations essentially you know like i feel like every time that you see like these games uh I know every year, like every summer, whenever these games get get announced, there's always, uh, uh, is it, you know, EA or 2K or whoever it is, is always like touting the, uh, like whatever new technology they're using to help make the game more accurate or, or help make the game more realistic, I guess. Uh, but it's nice to get a game that, you know, it is like a licensed sports game, but is also far more concerned with just being like a fun, like art fast paced arcade action game instead of like a you know a realistic skating sim so yeah yeah i've been having a lot of fun with uh tony hawk so far um uh, at least like the single player stuff i jumped into the i haven't spent too much time in the multiplayer stuff though uh i think like my early like my early kind of impressions on it are that it's it seems a little unbalanced like they have two different playlists. Like there's like a competitive playlist and then uh, another one, I think it's just called like jams uh, where it's pretty much just like a cycle of all these different game types. 
but like even in like the like the non-competitive playlist like uh there's always uh yeah even in the non-competitive playlist i think that i don't think that the game necessarily does a good job of pairing uh like you know players with players that are around their skill level because you know like I think, like, one of the first games I played, like, I got in there, and then, like, the challenge was, you know, first one to hit, like, a cop, uh, you know, first one to hit, like, a total score of, like, 100,000 wins, and then there's, like, some dude who racks up, like, a combo that gets him, like, fucking 400,000 in, like, 10 seconds, you know? So, yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm a little iffy on that, but I'll, I'll have to spend a little more time on that to see how things change, but other than that, uh, I'm I'm really loving it so far, and then... Other than that, uh, I've been playing Judgment. Uh, I got it. I, I I picked up Judgment last year, but never really got around to playing it until now. And uh, yeah, yeah, like th- this is kind of my first. Uh, I, I guess this is kind of like my first, like uh, e- my first like Yakuza adjacent game. Really, like I, like I've heard a lot of things about the franchise. Um, it seems like something that uh, I'd like to get into. Uh, so. You know, I figured that I had, uh, you know, I've had judgment for a while, so I might as well jump into it. And so far, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I, I think that the, you know, I, I like the combat. Uh, I like the story. I really like how the, I, I really like how the game as a whole. Like, I think it does a good job of balancing its uh, more serious elements with its like more wacky, kind of campy elements too. Like, there's a, like, you know, th- th- there's a scene at one point in the game where, you know, you. Y- where like a bunch of uh, uh, I apologize. There's some noise outside my apartment right now, but okay, I think it's passed. But yeah, so uh, there, there's like a scene that I just passed where uh, you know, it's like a bunch of uh, uh, yakuza gang members are chasing after uh, are chasing after you, and you know they're like firing at you with like guns and shit, and like your character's just like running away, and then like uh, and then you know he he stops like a you know your main character stops a dude who's just like chilling with a skateboard. Like basically commandeers a skateboard, and then like it, you know, starts like running. For, yeah, starts running from like uh, essentially the Japanese mob, like on a skateboard, like <laughs> through the seat or through the streets of uh, the c- city of Kamarocho. And yeah, like it, it, it's definitely like a wild, wacky time. Uh, but uh, it has a really good, I, at least so far, I think the story is really good, really uh, uh, compelling. I think it's got its moments too. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how that evolves. And then um I've all and then also recently, like as recent as yesterday, I decided to go ahead and uh drop some money on uh Xbox One S. So I now have an Xbox, uh, I'm now on Game Pass. So I haven't spent a whole lot of time playing stuff on Game Pass yet, uh, because I but uh but I've gone through Game Pass and um pretty much like queued up like a whole ton of stuff that uh i would like to play that i haven't gotten around to playing yet and yeah it like it feels like i had like it feels like uh you know (laughs) having like a whole new world uh, like a whole new level of power at my fingertips basically like you know just like looking at like my games library that uh yeah looking at like the games library for like the games that i have installed and like and planning on installing and then realizing you know like like i you know, if I were to like try it and like buy all of these uh, for like my PS4, my Switch, or like my PC, then I probably would have spent like you know, fucking 
maybe you know, over a hundred, maybe even like two hundred bucks. But like you know, he, I mean, like grand, you know, uh, here, you know, like fifteen bucks a month. You know, some of these, like you know, I might like you know play, finish, and then not really pick up again. Uh, and you know, it's okay because I'll find something new. But yeah, I've just been seeing what Game Pass has to offer, and uh, so so far, uh, I think it's been pretty good. Yeah, and that's all that I've really been playing. Uh, how, how about you, Brandon? All right. Well, uh, as for me, um, since I've basically finished Code Vein, I've been kind of uh, trying to fill the time until my next you know big gaming opportunity comes along, um, which will either happen later this month or in October. So in the meantime, I've been taking... Uh, been taking advantage of my PS Now subscription, and recently I decided, you know what, I need something that I can play for a while to fill in the gap, and so I decided to go back and play Final Fantasy 15, which is actually now available to download now on PS Now. Um, the so I mean, it's been a couple years now since that game came out, so it doesn't really have the baggage going with it, or you know, the fact that, you know, it just all of the the things that were going along with that game when it first released, you know, the hype and it's just, you know, it's troubled production and everything and it's development hell cycle. Um, and now it's just, you know, it's it feels more like, you know, all of that stuff is no longer an issue. So you don't have to, you know, worry about. All that other stuff. So uh, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to go ahead and play it with fresh eyes and everything. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it, honestly. Um, it's definitely like, you know, in many ways, it is very unlike any Final Fan, you know, mainline Final Fantasy that's come before it. Um, you know, it's not. None of the combat is turn based. It's mostly action based. Um, there is like some strategy and planning involved at times, but it, it you know it's usually on like bigger like boss battles, um, and you always got like three NPCs with you uh, who will, you know, fight with you. Um, but one of the things I realized about playing this is, you know, it's very obvious that this game is heavily inspired by like American road culture and like American tourist culture. Um, because, like, a bunch of the game is you, you know, uh, in this car, the regalia, and your three friends sort of going, you know, to different places and stuff. And you're always stopping at, like, gas stations and local diners and places to get, you know, supplies. And there's even, like, a arcade game that's in a lot of these places called Justice Four, called uh, Justice Monster 5. Um or Justice Monster Force 5, or something like that. That's essentially like a, uh, sort of like a combination of like a Mons game and pinball. Um, and then you see the guys that are selling like deadly weapons out the back of their truck bed, and you're like, yeah, this is definitely how they see America. <laughs> um, Not to mention the blatant uh, product placement. Oh yeah, well, not anymore. The a lot of the product placement has actually been removed now. Oh, there, there, there's no more cup of noodles. Uh, no, no more oh, Nissan. 
Nissan's not there anymore. If you oh, if you encounter the billboard at the beginning of the game that has the Nissan logo on it, it is no longer there. It's just a uh, old rusted, you know, board placement now. Interesting. Yeah. Also, absolutely the beginning of that game, that sequence where your car is out of gas and you and your three buddies are having to push it to the next gas station. There's definitely a metaphor in there somewhere for this game's development. <laughs> Um, definitely. Um, they even talk about like they have to switch up at one point, and I'm like, they know what they're doing. This is this is absolutely them commenting on the just insane development cycle this game had. Um, but yeah, it's it's still actually very enjoyable. Um, now that you know it doesn't have all the baggage going with it, it's a lot more. It's honestly a lot more fun to play. Um, yeah, good game. Um, yeah, I actually that, uh, played that one like nearer to release, so I understood all the baggage and stuff. But my mm-hmm. my uh, problem with the game um, was the fact that you know what if if it didn't have Final Fantasy or if it wasn't a mainline Final Fantasy, it probably wouldn't have gotten like you know um, all the negative attention it got because it, at the end of the day, it was it, it was a pretty pretty solid game. And um, my, my, my real issue was the fact that in order to really maximize your enjoyment, you had to have, like, watched uh, the various movies and read certain comics and watched the animes to really, like, really have a full grasp of it. And I was like, just let me play the game and enjoy it for what it is. And you don't really get to do that without doing that other stuff. So that was where it fell apart for me. But, you know, I did platinum it, so I did enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, the, as far as, like, the movie goes, the movie basically just is the story of, like, the coup d'etat and the invasion of the city that, you know, they sort of summarize with a quick uh, cutscene in the beginning yeah, of the game. Yeah, the, the, the game pretty much treated that as a footnote when it's a, when it's a new plot point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, still a very enjoyable game. Um, so, let's see. Other than that, uh, I've also decided to, uh, it's like, you know what, that you know, I needed something a little less cerebral, for lack of a better term. And so uh, I decided to get a copy of, well, I, I downloaded Dangerous Golf, which is basically a game where you play mini golf in, like, a dining room, a kitchen, uh, museums, a convenience store, uh, alleyways, and basically your whole, like, uh, point is to... Well, um, hit the ball and try and get as much damage as you can before you put it into, you know, the hole. <laughs> and that's basically it. And it's a lot of fun. Although I will say that the physics of that game make no sense sometimes. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, also, like, uh, atmosphere-wise, that game is very, like, turn of the millennium. Like thing where it's like da da da, you know, punk, you know, got, you know, pop punk, and uh, you know that uh, some probably some douchebag with spiky hair working as the announcer. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's uh what I've been playing. So what about you, Dan Rib? Yeah, um, I've also been playing Tony Hawk. Um, granted, this this weekend, as far as like gaming and media goes, has been absolutely nuts. Um, I don't, I don't know if you guys talked about it on. Uh, that's weekend, but you know we have Mulan that came out on Disney Plus. We have uh, The Boys season two that came out on Prime, 
And then as far as games go, you know, we have Tony Hawk, we have the Avengers, we have uh, NBA 2K21. Um, I'm playing Tell Me Why. So, yeah, um, my internet and my consoles were just uh, humming, trying to get all this shit downloaded. So um, the thing is, like, I didn't even really want to play while these were downloading because that would, that would just slow down the process. So I ended up, like, watching more than I was playing. But, you know, the one that I got to play the most was Tony Hawk because that, that's what I got my hands on first. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, just to give you guys more of a background of how my Tony Hawk life has gone, um, my first experience was with Tony Hawk on the N64 because I didn't have the PSX back then. And, like, yeah, I, I loved it. I, I primarily loved the soundtrack and, like, you know, it was fantastic. And then I didn't play THPS2 until I got a GBA. That's right, a Game Boy Advance. And believe it or not, uh, that version of Tony Hawk was also fantastic. Um, I wasted so several batteries uh, playing that game and unlocking everything, you know, unlocking Spider-Man and using all the uh, moves that he can do, and it was just great. So, yeah, jumping into this, I'm feeling nostalgic. Um, as far as my complaints go, uh, I'm not liking the camera. Um, like, when I fall down, I have a tendency to try to, like, move the camera around, and when you try to move the camera around in Tony Hawk, it'll fuck you up. Because, uh, you know, you have to, like, make sure your board is straightened out to, to land tricks correctly. And that that, that always messes me up. Um, and I'm not a big fan of the menus either. Like, uh, when I first started, I thought you had to, like, unlock every other character. But you actually have access to them in the menus. And I had, I had no idea how to access them because I didn't really do a good job with the uh, first-time user experience. Um, but, yeah, it's really enjoyable. Uh, I haven't done much. I'm still in the school in part one trying to look for the... Uh, the textbooks, because I have no idea where the fifth one is. I saw Chris tweet the other day um, asking about the bells, and the only reason why I knew I knew where the bells were was because was because I remember like uh, that particular part in this game, but I do not remember uh, the textbooks at all. So that, that that's that's uh, making me go crazy. Um, uh, we, we I also got sent uh, NBA Two K Twenty One for review. Uh, I'm enjoying that as well, um, but they always mess around with the shot stick. Um, I've I've never understood the reason why they continue to, to, to try to um, iterate in the shot stick. Like, I think it's fine, but I've, I've, I've also only used the, the shoot button because it, it just seems more natural to me. They also sort of changed the the, 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 the shot meter um, before you had to just wait until the meter um, fills up before you release so you can uh, unleash your shot or make, make your release. But now it's kind of like a golf game where you have to pretty much stop the timer um, right, at, right at a certain pick to get a, to get a, to get a good release. So um, it's not that big of a change, but it's, it's another change nonetheless. And I'm like, why do they keep changing it? Um, but so far, the presentation is what you expect out of 2K. Not much has changed. But there is some lag that I think they're going to address in the next patch. And uh, you know, that's good to know, especially with all the stuff that's plaguing Madden. Um, 2K still appears to be fine. And um, I haven't been uh, shot with an onslaught of things to use virtual currency on yet. So that's really what... Uh, made me shy away from the game for a couple years, but as far as the gameplay, you know, 2K is still uh, the solid game that it is. Uh, let's see here, what else? Um, as mentioned, I'm playing Tell Me Why. Uh, I finished Chapter 2 um, last night, and um, it wasn't as good as Chapter 1, um, mainly for my, my main uh, complaints about it in the beginning, is that uh, there don't seem to be very many decisions that really impact the way uh, the story goes. Um, you're pretty much just going through the motions and that's okay because I like, I like the story it tells but um, it kind of falls flat especially when you're comparing it to games like Walking Dead or 
um, Life is Strange, where you're really seeing um, how your choices affect people. And the thing with this game is that there's only going to be three chapters. So the next one comes out next week, and it'll be the last one. So uh, I'm hoping the decisions I made in the last chapter and this one really come forth. And then uh, I also just finished downloading the Avengers. Um, I'm not prioritizing that one that much because I'm not doing any review, but I do want to help Alex with his... uh, multiplayer portion so i do want to at least get to that and i'm, I'm hearing i'm hearing good things about their single player so uh we'll get to that as soon as we get there um the main thing though is i didn't enjoy the beta so um i'm hoping that when i'm reading about the actual game being better um improves things for me and i also have animal crossing which is just you know uh, dead gaming for me but yeah that's about it all right yeah so uh unless you've been living under a rock there was a big direct this week uh Celebrating the Super Mario Brothers uh, 35th anniversary. That's right. 35 uh, years it. ago this week, uh, Super Mario Brothers released for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Well, the Famicom, as it originally was called. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so and they uh, revolutionized console gaming pretty much <laughs> as we know it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially for uh, 3D platform or 2D platformers to have things like scrolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, levels with them where before that you probably uh, seen a lot of you know like Pitfall and all that kind of stuff where you got to the edge of one screen and it just uh, brought up the next one that kind of thing which uh, worked okay for that but you know you needed a, a more seamless experience and that's where yep. Mario came in mm-hmm. um, also it was one of the first games to have like secrets that a player could find if they were willing to explore the game a little bit, including things like warp zones, for example. Um, yeah. It was also more or less like, it's also like the first example of like one of the first big mascots as far as gaming goes with, you know, the before then it was, you know, like Pac-Man, for example. Um, also, you know, famously um, created, it was, you know, designed by uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, a, who, when they uh, was hired by Nintendo, he had absolutely no computer or programming experience to speak of. Um, he was literally hired on as an illustrator for their arcade cabinets. And, you know, with the help of uh, Gunpei Yokoi, he was able to eventually give us, you know, Donkey Kong and eventually this game. Um, and just goes to show, you know, being out since he was outside of that, uh, you know, that programmer wheelhouse, he kind of had a bit of an outsider looking in vision. And uh, it just, it worked. It helped the game be more unique. Yeah. And definitely helped. Uh, set it apart from the other consoles out at the time. Mm-hmm. Also had probably one of the first, like, really memorable soundtracks for gaming. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you know, that theme, that beep, boop, 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 you know, that, we all know that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the, they, for this week, uh, announced uh, a number of products here. Uh, mostly uh, games, but uh, there are a couple of uh, uh, other things out there, like the Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers, which is like this little version of the uh, the Game & Watch, which was kind of their first system. 
Well, uh, it was it was they the were essentially yeah. yeah, they were basically uh uh I, I forget I forget what they're called. Um but if you the, remember the, the, what, the, the Tiger Electronics? Yeah, that basically those. Um they were essentially uh yeah, if you if you ever played like Tiger Electronics like handheld games, uh you have a good idea of what a game and watch was. Yeah. Um, um but they were generally, you know, like uh, those kind of LCD games, they were kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, limited in scope for what they were, which was yeah. which made sense for the for that time in like the early '80s mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. But uh, so they're making like a newer version of that. Uh, it's Mario themed. Uh, includes uh, Super Mario Brothers: uh, The Lost Levels or Super Mario Brothers Two. Uh, and that and game is hard as balls. Just let me tell you. Yeah, that game was made for people that thought Super Mario Brothers was too easy. So they added uh, a lot of uh, mechanics and such to just be dicks, like poison mushrooms uh, that would chase you around at times. Yeah, the the first mushroom you see in the game will kill you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And a lot of design that uh, is kind of built around... People that uh, are experts of the original game, uh, and there's a reason why that game just didn't come out uh, over here. For one thing, the, visually, uh, it didn't really look a whole lot different from the first game. Like, no, there there were some like minor graphical changes, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So in addition to that, you get uh, a new version of Ball, which is uh, one of the original Game and Watch games. Uh, where they just replace the the head of the dude that's trying to juggle these balls uh, with Mario's face. Yep. Uh, as well as uh, has a clock in it, like the the original Game and Watch uh, handhelds, and some other stuff in there that they uh, say are like thirty five little touches to discover. So including yeah. some guest appearances from Mario's friends and foes. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, the actual like design, the visual design of the uh, devices. You know, its color scheme and its layout is very inspired by, like, the original Famicom controller. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I always like... I always... Honestly, I've always... I always liked the uh, Famicom... The original Famicom controller, you know, compared to the one we got over here. It's more colorful. It's the golden red. Yeah. Reason. It's just got, yeah. got a really pleasing design. You know, I, I'll admit the having the cord coming out of the side instead of the back is... A little off-putting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do really like Nintendo coming right out, right out of the gate with this one. Uh, I don't think this is something that people actually expected. So it's good to see them come out with a surprise. And, you know, like, you, you can say what you want about whether the Game & Watch is really worth your time or, you know, uh, buying Super Mario Brothers or Lost Levels again. Uh, but this is something I, I want. Obviously, it's not mm-hmm. something I need, but I want it. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I uh, this one for sure is, is a limited run, and they did not say when they'd stop making them. So it's, it's probably going to be March so, of next so, year. Yeah, the, 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 this this one looks like another. Uh, it, you know, it might be, but who knows? Like out, out of everything shown uh, on this direct, I think this one has the potential to be the rarest. So yeah, yeah if you yeah. want one, you probably should get one right away. Um, there are placeholders up, but we're still waiting on on the FCC to approve the build. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's. I assume it's going to be like the the NES Mini or Super Nintendo Mini, where it's they put out a limited run, mm-hmm. and that's it until maybe they decide to do another run later on. Yeah, so it'll probably be just 
it'll sell out as soon as they put up pre-orders. Yep. Uh, that kind of thing. Because yeah, that's what Nintendo does. They yeah, typically game the system specifically to, you know, do that. Yeah, I mean, out of, out of all these products, if, if there's a if there's something that Nintendo wants to Nintendo, it's, it's going to be this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be out November thirteenth for forty nine ninety nine. Which is a pretty decent price, I guess, for that for this yep. kind of collector's item price. thing. What's that? Oh, I was just saying. Yeah, that's a pretty good price. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the other physical item they announced was uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, which is this weird little RC uh, version of Mario's Kart. Yeah, uh, with like a camera on top of it to yep. give you kind of a uh, AR uh, kart racing game. It actually looks really neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's be honest though. The moment this thing gets on, the family pet is going to completely ruin it. So. Yeah, sounds like yours yeah. is ready for that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I totally agree. I will. <laughs> he's like, out. I want a hundred dollar toy. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, my, yeah. In my case, like, I think this looks really, really dope. I just wish I had the space for it. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, my apartment, so, like, you know, my my New Jersey apartment is already kind of a uh, uh already kind of cramped. So yeah, there's no way I'm gonna be able to fit a track in there. But I'm looking forward to seeing, like, you know what people can do with uh, like what kind of like setups uh, like you know what kind of courses people like build with this and all oh yeah. yeah there's definitely like potential to like make this incredibly intricate if you're willing to like put the time and effort into it yeah yeah, and, yeah uh, the, 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 the one thing that I, i'm having trouble understanding is that um i know that the main way to build the course is by um having the um the gateways in various places in the room but I'm like I'm wondering how you actually make those turns. So whether that that, that that's in the UI or something like that. You drive but, it with the uh, the car. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you watch the video, he's like got like this paint that follows where he's going. So you kind of drive out the the course that way. Oh, there's a paint. The, okay, gotcha. yeah, through the uh, the turns or whatever the 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 signs. Gotcha. Yeah. So however however way you look at it, like this this te- this technology is really impressive. Um, yeah. Uh, the only thing holding me back is like like John said, I, I don't have the space. Like my work is even offering to like uh, buy me a, a table and like a, a screen for for the work I do, and I'm like I I don't have the space, so there's no way I have the space for this. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, hundred bucks though, uh, I don't know about that, but it's it's nice. Yeah, especially if you want to do uh, uh, actual multiplayer uh, with a second person, you have to buy a second kit, which is a hundred dollars still. So that's two hundred bucks. Just to have like your two kids be able to play together, but the the tech underneath it, as far as uh, having the other characters show up on the screen as you're playing, uh, I think you can even broadcast it onto the TV if you want uh, for that, and it'll tie into the Switch as well. Uh, that just looks real nice, uh, but the practical realities of it for most people, I think, are going to be uh, the reason why it's not going to be a huge seller for most people. Locally, what's that, Dan? Um, I do think this is cooler than having an RC car. Yeah, yeah. Though the, the uh, be curious to see how how much this thing lasts compared to RC cars. Because uh, RC cars do not have, or at least when I was a kid, do not have the greatest uh, uh, battery life. I'm like, oh, you could drive for like 15, 20 minutes. They got to charge it for a couple hours. 
yeah. another 10-15 minutes of joy. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it comes with uh, four gates, two arrow signboards, let's see, USB charging cable. Okay, so it charges up uh, with the USB cord. Huh. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I used to have an RC car too, and uh, other fun thing about those is it's not just the car's battery that needs charging; the control also needs charging. <laughs> and if the and it's not entirely impossible to have the control run out of battery power before the car does. Yeah, then and, now your controller is a switch. Yep, those things have famously long battery lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh. That's another neat thing, though impractical for a lot of people. Uh, it might be better if you have happen to have like a driveway or something like that that you can uh, deal with, uh, something like that. But uh, yeah, kind of neat. Uh, but let's get to the the games themselves that were shown off. Oh yeah, uh, the first one we got. Uh, this was part of the leaks uh, earlier this year. Super Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in addition to the base game, you also get something called Bowser's Fury, mm-hmm. uh, which I assume is an expansion of sorts focused around Bowser. Uh, but we don't really know too much about that. Just teased it right at the end of the the video for that. But they are also uh, going to have let's see co-op gameplay. They can also do online and local multiplayer, uh, as well as let's see, they're going to have Cat Mario and Cat Peach. Amiibos releasing at the same time uh, as this game comes out, which is on February 12th next year. Uh, yeah, um, I think this is uh, the standout piece that hasn't been a part of the Wii U evacuation plan yet. And um, yeah, this is this is this is really the one game that I've been waiting for because um, I think like this is the best co-op game of all time, and it's 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 a huge blast. Like we actually gave Mario 3D World uh, Game of the Year over Last of Us that year it came out. Granted, it, it might be because, like, you know, a couple of us didn't, didn't play Last of Us back then, but, you know, it was still a great game in its own right, and I'm really excited for it to see new life, especially with online gameplay. But this Bowser's Fury thing lo- looks rather interesting, because, like, um, it showed up at the end of the trailer, and um, as those of us who have played the game know, like, uh, the overworld uh, kind of looked like a little mini-map that you see in the, uh, in the original uh, side-scrolling Mario games, but this one looked a lot bigger. And I don't know. To me, it it it, it showed some open world vibes. Um, I don't know if, if that's what, what we should expect, but you know, if, if we get harder levels, like I'm all for it. Yeah, that's going to be the the big question mark, and I assume they'll they'll show that stuff off at a later date. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, uh one of the big games here. It's uh, going to be sixty bucks uh, when it is out, and I believe uh, the original game on Switch or Wii U has not been taken down yet uh, like some of the others. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it has. <laughs> uh, or it's not because I already own it so it's maybe not showing me the purchase button. Uh, but I was looking on my Wii U earlier and it was uh, uh, the other day. Okay, it is still available for 20 bucks. So if you want a cheaper version of that game uh that's one way to go for it until they oh, decide yeah, to remove it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is uh that is a uh, Super Mario uh 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Uh the next game they announced was Super Mario Brothers 35, taking the kind of concepts of Tetris 99 uh, mm-hmm. and applying them to Super Mario Brothers. Yep. 
uh, which uh, looks really nice. I think it, oh. it's a it's a good idea, good implementation. Uh, trying to see how much. Let's see. Okay, I see. It's almost kind of there with the the, the name because it's thirty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is seventeen on each side, and yours in the middle. Whereas they could have gone, they and they only did it because it's thirty fifth anniversary. But uh, it should have been thirty seven if they wanted to fill it up like Tetris ninety nine does. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that way, where it's I think seven by seven grid on each side, forty eight plus yours in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll be a Nintendo Switch Online game, so it's free on Nintendo Switch uh, until March thirty first, twenty twenty one. Uh, from October 1st to March 31st, uh, about six months, which started this slide of like, okay, why why does this thing need to be uh, only available for a limited time? Right. Which, uh, yeah, so the, the whole thing with the game itself is you're playing through Mario Brothers stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you take out enemies, uh, it sends more to your team, your other opponents. Uh, looks mm-hmm. like you can kind of uh, focus on certain uh, uh, opponents, if you want that kind of stuff, and uh, you try and survive to be the last one alive. Yep. Yeah, this is kind of like the first time we've had a time attack mode in the Mario game since the release of I want to say Mario Brothers Deluxe on the Game Boy Color. Um, I'm not sure whether it was the same kind of thing where they were both on the same screen, but with this one, yeah, you're you're individually playing, and I don't know if you're just trying to get to the end or something. But every time you kill something or you get some sort of like uh, points combo, you get to send shit in uh, other people's screens the same way you would in Tetris 99. And uh, Tetris 99 is my mo- is my fourth most played game on my Switch. Um, there's a way to organize your Switch games to show you know what games you've played the most. And like yeah, mine are Animal Crossing, Zelda, Fire Emblem, and then boom, you have Tetris 99. So. I can only imagine how how crazy um, Mario Bros. 35 would be, but uh, you know, as Chris mentioned, with the whole time that we have until March, it's it, it, it's tough to say how how we'll go here. Yeah, it doesn't really make too much sense why uh, they're having this limited time to it because it doesn't like Tetris 99 is still free for uh, Nintendo Switch Online members, uh, so it makes me wonder if they're going to try and sell it separately at a certain point. This is kind of like a trial run. Uh, a beta of sorts for it, uh, which I guess could be uh, a decent way to do it, but still, it's it's kind of a weird way to do this whole thing. Yeah, um, one thing I heard from um, Per Schneider of IGN um, on their Nintendo Voice Chat podcast, he mentioned that he thinks Nintendo might be going for some sort of seasonality aspect with their Switch features. Because he mentioned something about the Intellivision doing something similar, where they really want to try to hype something up for a few months and then they move on to like hype up something else and then eventually when said aspect comes back there's more and more excitement but that is rather interesting it's 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 kind of anti-consumer but uh, i don't know it's, it's it's weird yeah yeah it is uh it's a weird yeah. way to go for them yeah it definitely comes off as like a little uh, uh very reminiscent of like the disney vault uh definitely yeah Though with the Disney vaults, you always knew they were going to bring stuff back because they uh, want people's money over everything. Uh, and it's and the vaults are only limited by how much stock they put out there. So uh, at times there are things that just stay out there a lot because uh, there isn't that huge uh, desire to buy certain movies over and over again all the time. Uh, but I don't think they do it too much anymore. I said maybe some rare instances, but 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually collected the uh, Diamond Edition Blu-rays for Disney um, when when those were a thing. Um, that's that's now a discontinued line, and the only yeah. one that that I that I don't have is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, which was actually the first uh, Diamond Edition. And on Amazon, that's like eighty-five bucks used. So I'm like, holy shit, this this Disney vault is crazy. And then the thing is, they released um, Snow White again as not a Diamond Edition, but as a Walt Disney Pictures like like signature collection and i'm like oh that, that, that that's a whole new new line that i, I don't want to get a part of but yeah. uh, now, now with disney plus like it's like okay now you've pretty much devalued everything because i, I look at amazon now and that same diamond diamond edition i want is down to 40 so um i'm sure disney has seen like a a, a, a lack of sales with this part because like you look at best buy and a whole bunch of their steel books which are always sold out are now readily available so it's interesting yeah and I think for a lot of people, there's still collectors that want that stuff. Uh, and then the rest of us just want to watch the damn movies, whatever way it works best. So that's, well, those different lines don't really, people are probably more than happy enough to have mismatched stuff. Because they just care about the, the base the base feature on that. But uh, yeah, so let's see. Uh, the They did have one thing that was out uh the day of the direct, which was Super Mario All Stars, uh, the the classic Super NES game that uh, brought uh, upgraded versions of Super Mario Brothers, uh, the Lost Levels, Super Mario Brothers Two, and Super Mario Brothers Three, with like enhanced 16-bit graphics uh, and uh, enhanced audio and all that uh, to it. So that's uh, now on the uh, Super Nintendo app for NSO. Uh, so people can play that now. Kind of check out what the uh, weird things it is to see Super Mario Brothers, the original game, looking like a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, and that, that that's actually what really makes this package unique. Like every old Mario game in here has been like um, sort of revisioned, and like they they feel and sound different. So this actually made the lost levels to me easier. Yeah. <clears throat> and. You know, that, that, that's that, that's that's the cool part, and the thing is, it, it hasn't um, been done a lot because the last time they they ported All Stars was with the 25th anniversary of Mario, and I think that was a Nintendo Power bonus. So, yeah, I think they sold that as a like thirty dollar disc for a game that's like not even hundred megs. People were not happy at all that that was what they did instead of putting it on a Virtual Console, even at like an added cost there. They that was, I think, one of the things that people were just kind of annoyed about with that. Yeah, really I, 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 last I, time around, there was there was a bit of time where they they put it they put it in the yeah like, like you said the disc, but it also came in like this um, cardboard red packaging that was only out for the first few weeks before moving on to just uh, the the regular Wii case that we see now. But yeah, yeah, yeah so that's another example of Nintendo being uh, a little too cutesy with some of their older games. Uh, in ways that people just did not really want to deal with uh, that much. But uh, along with that, they uh, decided to say, hey, Super Mario All-Stars, all right. Here's Super Mario 3D All-Stars, something that was leaked earlier this year that includes Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy being brought to the Switch in one package. Uh higher resolution stuff and not really much else in the way of uh, uh, information on like what else is new and changed for this. But yeah, you got those three games, you got the in-game music player. So that has mm-hmm. all the music and 
uh, such from those three games uh, for the people that don't just want to just pull up YouTube for those things. Yeah. Uh, so you can just do that. Uh, I guess you can listen to it while the screen is off too. Uh, you know, again, for people that can't just uh, already do this on their phones or whatever. Yeah, I, I I remember that they tried to like push that uh uh before Smash Bros came out too. Like they tried to like emphasize the fact that you know you could carry your like Nintendo Switch around with you in your bag and like turn it off and just plug your headphones in and listen to like the out of the Castlevania soundtrack or whatever. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. like um, I'm pretty sure we all have phones. <laughs> I think yeah. I think when, aside from the fact that they're trying to put some value into that. Um, I think it's also part, partly because um, Nintendo's original music is not on Spotify and shit like that. And, you know, with YouTube, if you want to listen, listen to music, you have to actually be watching it unless you're on YouTube Red where you can go ahead and turn your phone off and listen to music at the same time. So it's, it's, it's an interesting aspect, but yeah, I don't really care for it. Yeah, it's, it's like an all right thing. It's, uh, it's one of the things I really like about the, the way they do the soundtrack stuff on PS4 where you can kind of get the the little downloadable uh, app for that stuff. And then you can just put in a, a USB stick and just say, Hey, just put all the songs on here and you can do what you want with them on your computer or phone or whatever. Uh, that kind of thing. Obviously Nintendo's not going to do that. I did not know that's how it worked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can do that with all of those yeah. uh, soundtracks yeah, for your PS4 stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Worth checking that stuff out. And, uh, and I know Nintendo's even done this before with, uh, soundtrack stuff. I think it was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. They put out like, okay. a special edition that came with a USB stick. It's like, oh, it's got music on it. Oh, that's cool. We can maybe rip it and do what you want with it. Uh, as far as I could see, without getting to more nefarious methods, uh, you just put in the stick and it only allows you to play it. No real ripping of any kind. And it's like, why the fuck are you putting this on a USB stick if it's only read-only, essentially? Uh, so... Nintendo's got a weird history of dealing with their music stuff. Um, but yeah, the and the weird thing is I was trying to figure out, can you play uh, Galaxy without uh, the Joy-Cons, with just the Pro Controller, no motion controls or anything? As far as I could find, there's no real official confirmation on that uh, to it. Uh, which there's there's a lot of questions about the, the whole package. As far as like what upgrades are these games getting, I think 64 is not widescreen yeah. uh, in this. Uh, Sunshine and Galaxy are. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, and I think this package could have been really greatly enhanced with more like accessibility features. Because uh, I think Sunshine is well known for not having uh, camera swap options Yeah, uh, for the controls. Uh, that kind of stuff. And obviously Sunshine is going to control a bit differently because there's no uh, analog triggers to them, so uh, there are some moves there that are going to be a little bit different, and there could have really been a good chance for them to kind of revamp some of the controls uh, as options for people, especially for Galaxy, you know, not require you to shake the controller just to do your spin, uh, that kind of stuff. I believe if the... You can play that one in uh, co-op, or the the weird co-op that they had for that original game, uh, where you just had a second person that controlled the cursor to get the star bits for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can do that with touch now if you're playing uh, handheld, uh, which is weird, but uh, yeah, there's just... It's kind of not as much in the way of, like, 
bonus features and side stuff. And this is coming off of uh, Tony Hawk's coming out. And they have this thing called mods, which allows you to just set a lot of stuff like, oh, perfect balance for grinds and all this kind of stuff if you want. Uh, that lets you kind of just play them how you want, not just be super peculiar about, oh, I want, you know, oh, you have to play this the way it was originally intended. Uh, and if you want anything else, then screw you. Uh, that kind of thing. And yeah, it's, it feels like, uh, it seems like a good value overall for this whole product. Uh, especially when they announced along with this, that's much like uh, Super Mario Brothers 35, that this is also going to only be available from September 18th to March 31st, 2021. Uh, is that being the other kicker of like, oh, this is a limited time uh, physical and digital product that kind of confused the hell out of people. Uh, I assume at some point they're going to essentially uh, break these up, sell them for more money separately. Yeah, probably. Uh, I would assume they could get away with 20 bucks for 64 and 30 bucks for Sunshine and Galaxy. Mm. Uh, something like that. And if there was a game I didn't want, I don't really want in this package, it's Sunshine. So yeah. I didn't have much fun with that originally. Oh, that's sad. I really liked Sunshine. I still really like Sunshine. Uh, yeah. I don't like Fortnite. I was, uh, that was like the beginning of my like GameSpot community days. And like back then, the GameCube had this big four, and Mario Sunshine came out first, and it was a huge disappointment. So yeah, I, I, I totally remember yeah. that. It, was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't all that fun. But yeah, the, the game was actually fine. Um, but uh, to me, uh, back, then, back then, or not even back then, but still, still now, it wasn't really much of a platformer more than it was a floater, and that's why I didn't really like it. Yeah, it's you come off of Super Mario 64, you're like, okay, I know what what Mario is going to be in 3D, and then they add this flood thing to it that and uh, that kind of changes the controls. You're gonna have to worry about filling it up constantly uh, if you're going to be using it a lot, especially as a, a means of accessing the the various moves that it adds to your uh, repertoire. As far as like boost jumps, uh, be able to do like the spins that spray around you, uh, all that kind of stuff, and it's just kind of a, it's a weird mechanic to it that uh, I think people even have a lot of fu- a lot more fun in these some of the challenge stages where you just it's not built around the flood at all. Yeah, with the acapella Mario music. Yeah, yeah, which I assume that's all. Are just be a in bunch of fuddy duddies. That's what you are. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sure. I w- if I were to make this uh, this collection, I would have had probably 64 Galaxy and 3D Land. So I think those Fair. are three of the best games of it's their It's weird they're bunch. only doing the one Super Mario Galaxy and not Super Mario Galaxy 2. See, that's too oh, much value, Brandon. Stop mm-hmm. asking so much of Nintendo. <laughs> well, the, yeah, yeah, the weird yeah. thing there is that um, this whole presentation was about the greatness and the history of Mario, and then at the end, they showed this the sizzle reel of like all the games Mario's like ever been in, and then a Galaxy Two was not a part of it at all. So I'm like, uh, wow. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm thinking it's like, is there's like some kind of weird like labor right. dispute or something? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, oh. like, like it seems like Nintendo's on like a uh, uh, like on a Galaxy Two erasure quest, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't like, know because. All I really know, um, all I really know, as far as like the like uh, as far as what I've read about like the development of uh, part two or porting it over, 
was that adding Yoshi was hard. I don't know how that translates to like anything else, but you know, Yoshi is in Mario Sunshine, so I, I don't, I don't see yeah. that, that being a big yeah. yeah. And yeah, also, I'm... like originally, Galaxy Two was kind of an an expansion of sorts for the original. Yeah. So I think if they really wanted to like add a nice touch to this, that would have been nice to add. Is like, uh, oh, here's like, uh, you know, like when they had Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers U, and there was like, oh, New Super Luigi U. It's like a bundle of those two. Like if they, maybe when they split these out as separate games, like throw in Galaxy One and Two as a package, and you could charge sixty bucks for that. <laughs> yeah, don't know, give I'm them any ideas. Right, oh, they probably had these ideas thousands of times. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Another like, thing. I, go ahead, go ahead, John. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, another thing I thought was a little interesting was how like. So, uh, so Nintendo 64 was like still a little before my time, but like I still grew up with uh, Super Mario 64 through Super Mario through the remake, <laughs> uh, Super Mario 64 DS, which came out I think like 16 years ago and has you know four playable characters, like 30 more stars than the uh, original game had, and I think that it is a little strange that like the one that were the version of Super Mario 64 that we're getting on the Switch in the year 2020 is like a uh, pretty much a direct port of like the original 64 version rather than like uh, I I don't know I I guess that maybe there are a little more like technicality I guess maybe there are like a little more technicalities when it comes to like porting a game for the DS. Uh, porting a game that was originally for the DS to, you know, the Switch. Obviously, you know, two dip, you know, Switch doesn't have two screens and all that. But also, yeah. like, yeah, I do think it is a little strange that, you know, Super Mario 64 has already been remade. Like, it was remade, like, 16 years ago. And mm-hmm. but that's not the version that we're getting on the Switch. Yeah, for me, it's like, uh, well, as far as uh, Super Mario 64 DS goes, I remember hating that game specifically because there's no analog stick on the DS and like it made things harder to control. And then you yeah, had, you had oh boy, the, yeah, I remember uh, that now. You had to use the, the the touch screen to actually control the camera, and like I I absolutely hated it. So um, oh yeah, um, I'm I'm fine that they ported the original 64. But, you know, yeah, I do wish they had the extra 30 stars and the other characters. But I think what Nintendo's going for here is um, I think they want you to play these in order and they want you to, like, see the growth um, with each version as far as, like, you know, the graphics, the way it's played, the sound and whatnot. Because, oh, yeah. um, honestly, with these three games, well, I don't know about Sunshine, um, they, they, like, mm. uh, they do show their age as you continue to go up. So, uh, that, like, that, that would be the main thing for me. Um, but then... Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it. Like the internet is like rather outraged because I guess because of the rumors, uh, everyone expected all these games to be done in the, in the uh, Odyssey engine, you know, which would have been nice. But honestly, yeah. that also changes all these three games drastically. Like, oh, um, yeah. uh, for first of all, I love Odyssey. Like one of the main reasons oh, yeah. why I love it is because the controls are perfect. Um, and if if those were translated onto any of any of these other three games, like. Again, you'd improve it, but you'd also take away a lot of what you know what what made them what they were back then. So it is an interesting thing. But also, if you're expecting Nintendo to um, redo a game from the N64, the GameCube, and the Wii onto um, an, a, a totally different platforms, um, a totally different different platforms that gameplay system within three years, I'd call you insane, especially yeah. with COVID. Especially yeah. with COVID. 
Yeah, it's... But I think there's there's a lot of missed potential for bonus stuff in this game. Uh, I think even yeah, yeah, basic oh, things yeah. like, hey, turn off the lives. Because that's one yeah. of the more annoying parts of Galaxy is if you, uh, you know, end a, end a session with it with like 20 lives and you come back, you're back down to five. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's how it was, was in 64, too. Yeah, maybe so. And it was the it was the contrast between those and the portable games. Like the new Super Mario Brothers games on the, the DS uh, and 3DS were kind of just, I can get as many lives as you want because who gives a fuck? And it's like, why are the lives still here? And it wasn't until Odyssey that they finally took lives off of the mainline games uh, as well. Because eh, it's kind of pointless, uh, which is still like 17 years after like Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank said, you know what, lives are stupid. You're yeah. gonna, if you're going to die, you know, just bring you back to where you were last at. Mm-hmm. No real threat of, oh, you're going to lose all your progress again. I have to start over again. Or, you know, all that kind of stuff That's a lot of those games had. You know, like that would be good accessibility stuff for uh, things like that, the camera stuff, uh, all that kind of stuff. That there could be bonus, bonus things to do as well as just I don't know, add Luigi to Mario sixty four because those people are still wanting. Other people like, oh, are we going to finally get like a higher res texture for that stupid grave, uh, 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 grave stone? That's it, that people said uh, L is real, uh, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. Uh, they just put them in the fucking game. Give those people even more of a reason to buy the damn thing, uh, even if they weren't already going to. Yeah, like um, I don't know about mods, but I do think the point you're making about you know bonuses holds a lot of weight, and I do think this is a different. This is definitely a valid criticism, especially when you look at games like the, the Mega Man Anniversary Collection or the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection that you know Capcom made, where they they had everything from like um, uh, old art, you know, concept art they've had, and uh, like uh, documentary stuff with the uh, developers who made the games talk about the history of it. Like that's all cool stuff that this game really could have ha- could have really enjoyed in that package. Yeah, because you got probably a large part of their audience that didn't have a sixty four, or didn't have a GameCube or a Wii that uh, would probably do well to learn more about like how these games are made. How did this uh, Super Mario 64, how did they come up with uh, those ideas and how to build out that world when yeah, 3D they, wasn't really much of a thing for Nintendo games at that point? Especially oh. when, you, when you look at uh, this white audience. Like To me, it's not even that big a deal that you know this pretty much ends on March 31st because everybody that wants this game or even sort of wants it is going to get it. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're going to get their money either way. Yep. Uh I just think there there are definitely ways that they could uh, make them more excited about it for the extra stuff they can get with it. Because yeah, like that that Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater just has a lot of cool extra stuff to it, uh, especially just for hey, you know, we'll turn off some parts of the game because if that's you know if you just want to uh, explore and just uh, try out a bunch of weird stuff, uh, that works out pretty well and. I think it also ruins your potential for like uh, high scores and all that kind of stuff because it still counts uh, with that. But all that just needs is a way to separate out that stuff uh, in that game. Mm-hmm. So they could just do it in an update. But yeah, I think there's 
could potentially if, if, Activision to, if, if Activision wanted to be smart like Nintendo, they'd have THPS three in there and make the game sixty bucks. But uh, you know, oh, there's <laughs> a potential for that. Just release mm-hmm. that as a, a DLC. Here's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3's campaign mm-hmm. uh, to that. Hell, it's just uh, let's do the thing people want and just uh, redo Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five and uh, the one and two engine. Yeah, here just give them a proper actual game. Mm-hmm. And make it free for those that actually bought Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. <laughs> what a folly that was! Yeah, but yeah, there's it's a collection that's going to do really well because it's uh, probably at least two of these three are games that people really love generally around uh, around the entire uh, uh, fan base. Yeah, uh, I mean, for, for a lot of people, like their their first Mario is what it was, and a lot of people's first Mario was Sunshine, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah that was waiting several years just for that. Uh, and yeah, for me, uh, I was actually disappointed by Super Mario 64 at the time because I loved Yoshi's Island. I was like, this game looks fucking bad compared yeah. to the awesomeness of Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game itself was fine. I would not be surprised if I play it. Uh, realize I didn't get very far in that game. Mm. I, yeah. I probably saw Metal Mario, that part, and it was like, all right, that's the weirdest thing so far. I'm good with this game. I actually played Zendo for so to me, that, that, that's where all my, my, my memories went. Yeah, my 3D platformer stuff, I played Crash and Spyro first, so I was like, that wasn't the part that awed me first. Was uh, uh, So Super Mario 64 was in, like the first one of those I played that you got to move around in 3D in any way. Um, but yeah, when my 64 was uh, an Aki wrestling game machine, first and foremost. Fuck yeah, there you go. So that was... Uh, so the Nintendo stuff really wasn't the selling point for the system, really. I didn't really play too much of that stuff, but uh, yeah, the GameCube was like, all right, here's Metroid Prime, here's Animal Crossing, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, well, that sucks, oh well. We got this other cool stuff to do, and, and the Galaxy was like the one of the first big games for the Wii uh, after mm-hmm. launch. Uh, I think it was like Metroid Prime 3 and then Galaxy, uh, and Galaxy was a huge game. So it was like, oh, this is a game that everybody can agree is uh, pretty great and has some really uh, awesome uh, world design and uh, the way all that stuff works. It's just the the camera sucks because there's not a second stick uh, for the stages that needed that and uh, all this damn uh, needing to shake the controller just to do a spin, uh, which people on PC figured out how to remap that stuff. And it would be nice if Nintendo confirmed that you could do that as well. <laughs> with a pro controller because uh, at least the collection itself offers pro controller support uh i, I assume at least works for the first two games galaxy oh, yeah. you can I don't think they've confirmed that yet uh but you can play everything with a uh, joy cons if you want because that sure was how those first two games were designed get that, get that drift uh but yeah that's uh yeah, people have been trying to figure out how to get a GameCube controller working with this game, with a uh, Sunshine, which I believe it doesn't work 100. percent I don't think you get the mm-hmm. analog triggers working because it's just recognized as a pro controller. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the people are disappointed in that part of it, which is like, yeah, I don't think I'm not surprised they wouldn't necessarily be able to build out supports for just this one game on the platform. Uh, for this one weird aspect of it. Sort of like uh, mm. when the, the Metal Gear uh, collection came out, and it's like, oh, you can play this on Xbox 360, but you don't have digital buttons. 
to have the the little bit of finesse you could when playing in first person in that game in a three. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's definitely a knock, but it's better than not having it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Even though I really like that kind of weird fucking controller stuff that they did with that. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that'll be out on September 18th. So here in a couple weeks, uh, 60 bucks. Uh, it seems like it's only 4.8 gigs too, so it's not too big of a pick of a game. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to see how what the March 31st deadline for uh, this and Super Mario Brothers 35 uh, involves, because that's kind of a weird thing to say. Like uh, that, you know, you can only buy this because if they they really should have been like, oh, it's a great deal. You can buy this now up to March 31st. Like, okay, what the fuck are your evil plans with this? Uh, you're gonna charge us forty bucks for Galaxy, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the direct. Uh, anything yeah. you guys are particularly excited about here? Um, uh, I I thought the direct was uh, as a whole was fantastic. Like almost everything in here, except for the Mario Kart stuff. Like I, I really want to have day one. Uh-huh. Uh, and like uh, I'm a huge Mario fan there, so like the the, the, the sheep in me is definitely uh, taking. <laughs> Um, but uh, I, I did add one thing to, to the docket here. Um, Wario 64, or I guess uh, somebody found something uh, on their uh, website for um, a challenge uh, on Super Mario Maker 2. And that all this stuff is dated April, and it also includes legal text dated in April. Um, uh, yeah, as, as someone that works in the gaming industry, legal text doesn't come in last minute. So this stuff, I, I'm, I'm inclined to believe is not a typo. So that leads me to believe that this direct and like you know these games should have been announced like five months ago. So that mm-hmm. just that just goes to show like how how crippled Nintendo is with all the coronavirus stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not probably not easy to coordinate all of this stuff for a direct like this uh, when there are probably certain parts of it that probably uh, were sidelined a bit because uh, along with all the game stuff, they announced like a bunch of events for various things. Mario Kart Tour, uh, Super Mario Maker 2, uh, Ninji Speedrun Event, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Tournament, uh, Splatfest, uh, Animal Crossing, New Horizons get some uh, Mario-themed furniture, but that's not until March. Uh, stuff like that. That uh, I'm also doing like a, a weird pin set giveaway through my Nintendo. Uh, so if you do a series of uh, objectives that includes... Uh, playing that Mario Kart Tour event, as well as buying uh, 3D All Stars. Uh, okay. I've already done three out of five, so uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mario yeah it's Kart. like okay, no, sorry, um, but yeah, it's uh, it seems like that's sort of an event that's designed around uh, people getting uh, the different parts done. Uh, I think you can pre-order it now to get that fourth one, and then just have to hope you get the Mario Kart Tour thing uh, done ASAP and be one of the first whatever to get the pins because mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure nothing's going to crash there. Nobody's going to overload servers uh, <laughs> when you've pinned it all in this one mobile game update uh, to get these pins that some of them will probably sell. Uh, but yeah, there's like a lot of uh, side stuff as well, like uh, Puma, uh, Super Mario 64 shoes, I guess have already probably sold out at this point because it said it was going to be launched on the 4th. Uh, Monopoly board, Jenga set, uh, Jack specific uh, action figure, mm-hmm. uh, some clothing at the Black Milk 
Black Milk Clothing. It's going to have some stuff available in October, and there's those oh. Lego sets that uh, they've been out for a little while now. So yeah, like they got they rolled out the the red carpet for announcing at least a bunch of stuff you can buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the direct uh, kind of the one of the big things for this week. Uh, and talking about anniversaries, uh, Vlambeer announced uh, for their tenth anniversary that they are shutting down. Yep. Uh, if you don't know Vlambeer, they are a Dutch studio mm-hmm. of uh, Rami Ismail and uh, Jan Willem Nijman. Yep. Uh, who worked on things like Nuclear Throne, Luftrausers, uh, Ridiculous Fishing, and a bunch of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of been quiet over the last few years as they kind of worked on their own projects. Uh, I think Jen worked on Minute, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is a whole little weird like puzzle Zelda game where you only can play one minute at a time. Uh but yeah, the, for their 10th anniversary, they announced that they're kind of uh, shutting things down uh, because both have kind of uh, grown to having their own ambitions that didn't include like the studio itself. But they are working on their uh, last game called Ultra Bugs. I think it's coming to Switch and PC at some point. I think they put up a sale on the Switch or the uh, the Steam store. So you can buy some of their games uh, for the on the cheap, as well as they put up a prototype of a game they worked on uh, for many years that just never uh, got around the the corner to being like a close to a finished product. So mm-hmm. you can kind of check that stuff out uh, for the time being. But uh, yeah, it's uh, sad to see them go, but it seems like both of them uh, have good vibes for like what they want to do for the future. There's nothing really bad happened here. Just time happened, and they kind of grew to have their own things they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So definitely not as bad as some other breakups we've seen. Nope. I'm going to be interested in seeing what these two are going to do now that they're getting out of the industry. Uh, they're not getting out of the industry, just kind of uh, going on their own path in the gaming industry. Mm. So I think Jan is working on something called Disc World? It's another... Oh, Discworld, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, his new game. So I've kind of been working on it. Okay, it's Gun Gods. That was the uh, the pro- the prototype they kind of put up. Uh, Gun Gods is a first-person shooter about gun, gangster rap, and the rich culture of Venus. Players try to escape the jail of a hotel, which is the only building on Venus and is owned by a record label. Hunter happens to be the god of guns. All right. And it's kind of a doomish kind of first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Like that style of uh, thing, but with a lot of uh, pixel art and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, they got uh, some things that they're working on for the future that uh, seems like it should be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, it looks like that sale ended. All right. That's a shame I wanted to buy Lift Rousers on PC. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll go on sale again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah... Let's see. Oh, yeah. The other big news of the week is the NVIDIA event where they revealed their 3000 line of GPUs, the 3070, 3080, and 3090 mm-hmm. uh, that are kind of NVIDIA putting out their uh, next big leap in products that uh, will pretty much put it in line with a lot of the stuff that the the PS5 and Xbox Series X are uh, bringing to the, the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so let's see the uh yeah the releases are kind of staggered a bit the the 3080 is first on the 17th of this month uh, i think that one is 699 uh for the price uh the 3090 is out on the 24th of this month that one is 1499 mm-hmm. uh, big chunk of money there and the 3070 will be out sometime in october uh, and that's the one that is kind of the most reasonable price of all of them. It's uh, $4.99. And like performance-wise, uh, puts those uh, soundly ahead of the 2080 Ti, mm. which is kind of the top graphics card uh, that they put out in recent memory. Uh, so the people that had the money for that kind of stuff is like a $1,200 graphics card, I think. Uh, it's kind of like the this is the thing you put in if you want the the best graphics you can get. Um, supported ray tracing, all that in the twenty uh, the two thousand series, but these ones bring in their next generation RTX, uh, RTX stuff, uh, as well as the next generation uh, DLS and all that. It's a lot of terms here that uh, you may not be familiar with, but it's a lot of stuff dealing with uh, RTX's ray tracing, uh, sort of more realistic lighting. That uh, yeah, it's just a lot better than anything we've had before. Uh, a lot better reflections off of windows and mirrors and all that kind of stuff. Uh, DLSS, I believe, is... I forget what the... If you would have asked me before I read uh, what the term mean, what it stood for uh, the other day, uh, I would not have come close. Uh, I still don't remember what it is, but uh, that is a way of like compressing data enough so that uh, you can kind of fit more into the game. Uh, and it doesn't really diminish the the graphics at all, so it's kind of a, a better way of getting that stuff to you. And it looks like the uh, 3080 and 3090 have GDDR6 X memory uh, VRAM in it, uh, which is sort of the new fast uh, standard. The the 3070 just has GDDR6 uh, in it, and the 3090 has 24 gigs of that stuff in it. Uh, while the, the 3080 is 10 and the 3070 is 8. So uh, these are pretty beefy cards, uh, especially when they recommend like a 650-watt uh, power supply for 3070 and 750 for the other two. They're, uh, they're not messing around with this stuff. So it's... Uh, uh, and I think part of this also feeds into some of the Microsoft uh, stuff they're working on for PC, and uh, that also feeds into the Xbox Series X for kind of getting to the uh, data transfer stuff that Sony has uh, for their PS5, but uh, uh, kind of designing it alongside these cards as well so that the try to get that to be somewhat more uniform between uh, all three of those platforms. Uh, that should be better for everybody, uh, everybody on PC, uh, PS5, and Xbox Series X, because uh, the more people supporting, you know, ray tracing and DLSS and, uh, the the support stuff for the SSDs and all that, so it's better for everybody uh, on that front. So uh, that's kind of the the quick summary of all that kind of stuff. The the power bump on all this is uh, pretty well done, uh, and yeah, there's a there's a lot of good writing out there for if you want even more details for that stuff. So yeah, definitely check that out uh, and uh, keep an eye out for that stuff because I'm sure people are going to be doing their benchmarks when that stuff comes out so you can kind of see uh, if those are worth for upgrading for you depending on what cards you have currently so 
that is kind of the, the NVIDIA portion of this week. Uh, back to stuff uh, people know more about, uh, Fall Guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about their little charity auction uh, a few weeks ago that involved uh, getting brands to donate uh, to... Uh, what was the charity here? Uh, special effect as for uh, disabled people uh, helps support them in the UK, I believe. Uh, ended up the winning bid was uh, $1 million uh, by a coalition of four people, or uh, four, two people and two groups. Uh, G2 Esports, Aim Lab uh, were the two groups, as well as uh, Mr. Beast, if you know of him. On YouTube, who's a, mm-hmm. a dude that just has a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I guess. And he does like random donations to people uh, uh, along the way, as well as Ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe the four of them should be getting skins uh, as a result. And it's a, it's a shame because Tushi Bidet came pretty close at a certain point. Uh, the bid was at a certain point. Four hundred twenty thousand dollars and six uh four hundred twenty thousand and sixty nine dollars. Uh and they added uh four twenty uh oh sixty nine and sixty nine cents. Uh for to have a peach guy with a t shirt that said ask me about my butthole. <laughs> so we got pretty close to have uh a t shirt like that in the game. Yeah. Uh it's a shame. But uh maybe they'll uh find another way to get them in at some point, but uh yeah. One of the few things you can be really proud that Ninja has uh, spearheaded here uh, for a million dollars raised uh, for charity. Yep. Uh, that is, uh, I don't know when that's going to come into the game, probably in a, a few months at least, but uh, yeah, good news for them, uh, for the charity as well. And uh, that's pretty cool stuff to see. Uh, let's see. And further news that makes the, uh, the control upgrade, uh, news further nonsense. The Witcher three wild hunt is coming to next gen, uh, with a free upgrade for people that are already on the game yep. on PS4, Xbox one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll also be upgrading for the base game, both expansions and all the extra content. Mm-hmm. So they're not segregating people based on what versions they own of the game. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's going to have ray tracing support, faster load times, all that kind of stuff in there. I read too much in the way of details or like when this is going to happen. Oh, uh, but they I, just I'm say... Knowing but, when, I've never started The Witcher, so I'm like, maybe this is the reason to start it. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely will be a good time to check it out, but they say it'll be released as a standalone purchase for PC, Xbox, Series X, and PS5. Uh, and the free update comes to everybody as well as on PC. Uh They'll get all those upgrades as well. So uh, just no real time frame for this just yet. So I don't know uh, if there's any extra details on that. But uh, for now, that's kind of what you can expect out of the Wild Hunt uh, for next gen. Yeah. And seriously, if you get a chance to play it, it's amazing. Yeah. One of the best games of this generation of, uh, yeah, of this and last generation. So. Yep. Uh, Speaking of upgrades, uh, the the recent ports of Doom and Doom 2 uh, to the PC and the various consoles from Bethesda, uh, that adds a lot of good stuff to the game, uh, as well as some extra like mod stuff. But the, this update they are releasing adds even more stuff, like uh, widescreen support, 
so that you can have uh, for the first time in an official port. Uh, they've been mod- uh, both games have been modified to natively render 16 by 9 without any letterboxing. The FOV has been increased to reveal more image on the side of the of the game uh, of the screens instead of chopping off from the top and bottom. Uh, it also includes 16 by 9 versions of the title screen, intermission, and ending screens. Does anyone who owns either the Ultimate Doom or Doom 2 Hell on Earth on Steam will automatically receive the new re-releases in their libraries. So they say uh, you get the original DOS versions are still available in a separate launch option from within Steam. Uh, and the original DOS IWAD files are in their original location on disk. Uh, but they also say that if you have modified files in the Steam install folder directly, some files may be overwritten. Mm. Uh, but there's also dehacked support, which is a form of uh, editor for the Doom games that is like fan made. Uh, so that's in there now. Deathmatch 3.0 in spleen, uh, split screen multiplayer, uh, as well as an additional optional crosshair and gyro aiming for PC, Switch, and PS4, uh, as well as controller support and new touch controls for iOS. Uh, there's even more stuff in the on the official uh, Doom Slayer site uh, if you need that, but uh, that is a lot of good stuff there uh, for people that want that stuff. I think, let's see, I added Ultraviolence Plus skill level. So if you weren't, you thought it was easy before, now there's ways of just them kicking your ass. I think they have more yeah, BTSX Episode 1 and 2. Or in both games is a community add-ons. So there's a lot of stuff here. Oh yeah, uh, another media update for that game. So uh, more reasons to keep playing Doom. Uh, at least the original one. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, uh, that yeah, that is it. next to um, the original Super Mario Brothers. I don't think there's another game that has gotten as much mileage as Doom has. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's on nearly everything. You can literally play it on, like, a printer, or one day they're going to find a way to be able to play it on a microwave. Probably you guys haven't watched on a TI-84. <laughs> yeah. You guys haven't watched High Score on Netflix yet? Um, one episode is pretty much dedicated to Doom, and, like, yeah. all of the, all of the stuff that it took to make it, and it's, it's, it's great stuff, so... Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's... Uh... And it's nice that they have like taken a lot of that uh, community features and such that were added and kind of done it on their own in the official releases. Uh, not something you would necessarily expect Nintendo would ever do. So I know there's like a mod for Super Mario Brothers on PC that is just, oh, we'll just give you the portal gun. Mm. And then just let you play that with friends and just all the chaos that ensues when you have uh, portals all over the place. Oh, try yeah. And get through levels that way. So there's like a lot of fun stuff that people have done in mods for. Super Mario Brothers that unfortunately will never make it back into the any sort of official release. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame. But uh, yeah. speaking of updates to games, uh, this one unfortunately has not well, been well received by the community. Nope. Uh, UFC 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, EA added an update that uh, kind of added some like add splash screens to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of the way that like it happens with the broadcast at times. Uh this one uh, shows up right before the replay starts. 
Uh, shows one for the boys from Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, that got uh, the community really pissed. Mm. Uh, oh yes, yes it uh, did. So much to the point that uh, a day later, uh, EA announced they are taking it off, uh, not doing that anymore. Uh, which hey, good for them for listening. Uh, companies like that are going to try stuff like that. Uh, but it's them being able to listen to the feedback and say, hey, yeah, this wasn't a great way to do this, uh, so we'll take it down, uh, which is a sign of a, a smart company uh, that knows how to not uh, continually piss off their fans, uh, which is definitely something they need to not do for USC 4, because I don't think I've seen too much chatter about that, so just done really well. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the EA thing for the week. Uh, Pretty much. Let's get here to an, a very interesting story involving Minecraft. Uh, so a while back, there was a group that was trying to find the seed for uh, the 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 world that you see in like the the starting menu for Minecraft. Uh, I forget what they were calling that specifically, but uh, they eventually managed to figure it out through a lot of like reworking through the the data and all that. Uh, yeah, back in July, the Minecraft at Home team uh, that uh, is a pretty great accomplishment. Well worth uh, reading that story as well because that's involved uh, a lot of work that helped inform their ability to kind of find the seed for uh, the pack.png file that mm-hmm. you would see in uh, the Java version of the game, uh, which was just this picture of like a hill there's mm-hmm. some trees around it, some sand, beach, and uh, water in front of it. Yeah. Uh, a 128 by 128 image. And trying to figure out what seed is this from. Mm. Which is not a lot of data uh, to figure all this out. And uh, you can definitely watch the, the video they have here to kind of get some more information on it. But uh, they ended up taking the snippets of information they had from the image. Uh, so it's look by looking at clouds in relation to the blocks. It's possible to find the approximate location of a Minecraft world on one axis. This combined with looking at the water texture to give the orientation, simply reduce the area that needed to be searched in a potential uh, world. Uh, and the fans tried to recreate the image block by block to help the developers working on reverse engineering the seed. Exact block placements were needed to get the exact results, but given the low resolution image, it's to work out where each block went. Uh, an AI upscaler was needed. This AI upscaler needed to be trained with images of Minecraft. Millions of screenshots were submitted by the Minecraft community to help them out. Produce a clear image that helped the developers work out where the certain blocks would be placed. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, the waterfall in the image was used for chunk seed reversal. Chunks need to chunk seed uh, relating to the part of the Minecraft world generation that works out the population of the world, like flowers, animals, etc. The plan was to convert potential chunk seeds. The potential mm-hmm. world seeds, and in June this year, the search was on for potential chunk seeds. Uh, due to the very large number of potential seeds for randomly generated Minecraft worlds, which I think this is 281 trillion seeds, mm-hmm. uh, no one person could check them uh, themselves. So instead, they used computer sharing platform Boink, B-O-I-N-C, to search through the entire seed space to get a list of around 700,000 possible world seeds. These are then run through another program that checks the height of the terrain match the recreation of pack.png. 
And on September 1st, the Minecraft at Home team, which is the same one that uh, found the the seed for the world that is in the title screen background, uh, developed a new seed cracking method for Pack.png that would uh, that anyone could run on their computers at home, providing they had an NVIDIA graphics card. I called Arms and Discord, the group asked user to help, turning what would have been, taken thousands of hours uh, to complete on a single computer into something that ran in, in only a few days. So four yeah. days later, on the 5th of September, uh, the announcement made that the sea was finally found. Uh, they confirmed the discovery is real, and the army of Minecraft fans on his Discord and elsewhere. Uh, it's an exciting time. Yeah, you get the the seed here in the article, as well as the coordinates for the specific location. Uh, and they, but the only catch is that it has to be in the uh, Minecraft Alpha 1.2.2a. And there's uh, directions for that on his Discord and all that. So if you need to, you can do that uh, yourself. But uh, it's a pretty cool little accomplishment that they got mm-hmm. to kind of. Uh, Go from this 128 by 128 image file to uh, an actual seed. All right. Yeah, that's kind of your uh, your cool Minecraft story. Yeah. Uh, let's get to something that was a bit of a surprise that happened on, I think, Friday. Yeah. Uh, so Crunchyroll's doing their uh, Crunchyroll Expo this weekend. Uh, streams mm-hmm. all kinds of anime stuff. And one of them was particularly of interest to us as they announced a partnership with Adult Swim to develop an anime series based on Shenmue. Shenmue okay. the animation. Okay, so... Okay, the, the, to see how this is going to go, how they're going to go about this, uh, if nothing else, will be fascinating. Because, yeah. like, how do you take that, that story and turn it into an anime? Like, effectively. has a bunch of, like, um, conversations and action. So, I mean, th- those are pretty much central to what anime is. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> like, my thing, though, is, um, man, Shenmue with good voice acting? Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. That will, that will, that, 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 it'll be just, it'll be just so strange. Be like, it's like, am I dreaming? Am I, is this the real life? Yeah. Uh, is this just fantasy? What's weird to me though is th- this is Adult Swim. That, that that's American. So are, are they making this for, for for the American audience first? Well, I think what they're doing is Adult Swim like has some partnerships with some anime studios in Japan. So I think what they're doing is they're probably contracting it to one of the companies they're linked with. Um, yeah, and they'll be probably a place where they air there as well yeah. as Crunchyroll. Because um, yeah, the. The, the studio other- that's working on this is Telecom Animation Film. Mm-hmm. Worked on Lupin the Third and Tower of God. Yep. Uh, as well as direction from Sakurai Chikara, who worked mm-hmm. on One, Pin- One Punch Man and Food mm-hmm. Wars. These are all huge names. So there's oh. a lot of- um, oh, man. They're going to make the sailors joke at some point. Yeah, they, they have Chinese people. Whatever they want to do. It's, it's just... Uh, yeah. Whatever they want to do would be awesome. So I'm um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, my thing though is, you know, what if this sees a lot of success? Are they going to surpass Shenmue video games as far as telling the story? Because I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Me neither. Well, yeah. Have, have they confirmed if like has it been reported yet if it's 
going to be like an adaptation of the games or perhaps more of a continuation because um i i haven't played shenmue 3 yet though i'm pretty sure like shenmue 3 doesn't end the franchise right like it, no, it actually kind of ends on a bit of a cliffhanger um, it actually it almost adds nothing so, yeah really <laughs> yeah this is going to be uh let's see 13 episode series yu suzuki is a producer uh, and it's going to cover uh at least a lot of what's in the first game. Yeah. Uh, as he hunts down his father's murderer. Okay. Uh, so probably not going to be too spoilerific early on, but uh, I think they're supposed to be having a panel for this either yesterday or today with more information. I'm not sure if they have posted anything else about this. Mm. Today's the last day, so it might have been today. Yeah. It's possible. I'm trying to see if there's any more articles about this on Crunchyroll. Yeah, uh, there's something here. Yeah, I haven't gotten any press releases yet, so. Yeah, this would just be news on Crunchyroll. Let's see. Uh, let's yeah. see. Okay, Shinmu's oldest fans have followed the series for 15 or 20 years now. Part of being that kind of fan is accepting everything about Shin- Shinmu. So I think they'll <laughs> accept the anime just as warmly, uh, Yu Suzuki said. Uh, director Sek- Sakurai mentioned that he wasn't able to play the game when it originally came out, but still wanted to know as much about the game as he could. Uh, it's like I can finally do something I couldn't do then, so I need to make sure not to go out of control. I had to avoid this feeling of I couldn't do this back then, so now I should be able to do what I want with it. I needed to restrain myself and preserve the game's integrity. Integrity. Yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, I guess they have the whole interview here on YouTube, so you can watch that if you want. But uh, I assume it's going to pretty much follow what the the games had. I wonder if they'll tie anything into like the the gotcha machines and arcade stuff mm-hmm. uh, as well, but uh, it's a pretty neat adi- way to ad- adaptate that uh, the whole thing to uh, an anime. So mm-hmm. should be able to do better action than what you could do in the game. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, it's Shenmue coming to mm-hmm. uh, anime series at some point. I don't think they have a date on this yet. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of things that are happening in the future, there's Ubisoft Forward, uh, the new mm. Ubisoft event that is going to be happening here on the 10th. Uh, I think that it is Thursday. Yeah. Uh, what time is this? Uh, 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. So middle of the day there. Uh, let's see. They're going to have... Let's see, Brawlhalla matchup featuring Ubisoft news team and Blue Mammoth developers. Mm-hmm. Updates on Roller Champions, For Honor, The Division 2, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Getting game rewards if you tune in during the stream. Uh, they got new stuff for Watch Dogs Legion, Hyperscape, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, which is the new name of what was called Gods and Monsters. Mm-hmm. I kind of the Breath of the Wild like game. Yeah. As well as some new stuff, new surprises. That was the worst name. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Gods and Monsters is a pretty good name on its own. Immortals Phoenix like that sounds like uh like uh, like that name kind of sounds like, you know, like uh like a generic um like it sounds like a generic mobile game pretty much <laughs> like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be uh, September 10th. Uh, and that's kind of it for that. All right. Yeah. 
All right. And uh, final thing here. Uh, we talked about Labs last week when uh, there's a whole thing with uh, Lab Zero, mm-hmm. uh, the developers of Skullgirls. Yeah, it just uh, got worse. <laughs> yeah, where they had, where Mike Z said a uh, date August 31st for people that wanted to leave to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many of them did. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the date uh, came and went, and he said, you know what? The rest of you, get the fuck out of here. Mm. You're fired. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems like uh, what's the point of the the deadline if you're just going to get rid of him anyway? Mm-hmm. Imagine he was probably like he must have been like, uh, uh, well, we can't do anything anyway, so let's get rid of these people and maybe we'll try something else. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, uh, I guess his uh, Mike Z's uh, viewpoint said, unfortunately, Lab Zero is forced into layoffs because we no longer are able to meet our payroll obligations. Mm-hmm. That decision I made lightly. I personally know how hard it can be. To find employment in a poorly performing economy, but we have mm-hmm. more debt than cash, and the last thing I'd ever do is not pay my hardworking colleagues or partners for their work. Mm. Which seems like bullshit after we learned last week that they wanted to do an employee owned company. Yep. Share the wealth. Then he said, nope, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, so, yeah, that's all fun. Uh, we are exploring all funding options in hopes of bringing those team members back, but right now, that's the reality. Mm. If I were them, I'd say, oh, well, thanks. We'll find something else to do and screw you. Yeah. And it's still clear what kind of severance agreement they may have gotten. Uh, but yeah, it seems like uh, that might be it for Mike C. Because we know the the property owners, uh, Autumn Games, and the mobile developer, Hidden Variable Studios, uh, plan to keep working on the game mm-hmm. uh, and bring in some of those former staff to work on it. Uh, for the foreseeable future. So yeah, that's uh, not really too surprising of an ending for it. Mm. But uh, one at least gets Mike Z out of the picture for good. For any of this. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that is uh, that's the show for this week. Mm-hmm. That's what we end on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Mike Z slam segment. Mm-hmm. This wasn't really any epic news this week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is our show for this week. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully, with a new uh, load of uh, uh, information and uh, announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the time being, I am your host, Chris Logi, with John Yelanik, Brandon Perkins, and Dan Victorio. Uh, if you're somehow listening to this and haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. We're on every platform that's a uh, podcast platform that should be out there. Yeah. And if we haven't, if we're not on there yet, uh, just wait a minute. We'll be on there as soon as we find it. Yeah. Every new platform that shows up, uh, we should probably, uh, propagating to them pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, that is, uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. <laughs>